Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. What a wonderful privilege. You know, I want to just start off tonight by saying thank you so much for your investment in allowing my wife and I to go to the Slovakia con- uh, conference, concert conference, and uh, go on over to Dublin with Pastor Portnova and Loretta. Amen. We had a, a wonderful time with them, but we want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts to every person in this place for just making it happen. Amen. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. Amen. I promise you we were not on a vacation, even though we did take the opportunity to enjoy ourselves while we were there, my wife and I. And um, it, we hit the ground running, I'm telling you. I mean, once that airplane hit the ground, it seemed like we were, we were working nonstop, and uh, it was a wonderful time. But I want to minister just something. I'm going I'm to keep it as short as I can on the word tonight, the message, but I want to be able to show as well some pictures of, of um, you know, where we were and some different things. I sent Claudia a bunch of pictures, and she told me that I would die tonight if I didn't use all of them. So let's see what we can do. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just going to have her start putting up some pictures up there, and if I feel the need, I'm going to go ahead and just say some things. But, you know, this is the, the area, the first, very first place we went to in Slovakia. We, we went to a gypsy village is what they call them. And uh, Pastor and I have been getting a lot of these text messages from our pastor's portal, from all of our pastors in, in, in all of our churches. We keep in contact with the things that we're doing. But, you know, all these things are wonderful things that are, that are happening. This one here is in... Uh, Ross Common, which is in, in Ireland, but um, I'm telling you, these people have a hunger for God, amen? It, it, it's, it's, it's alive there. I mean, it, it's something that you can't even imagine walking into this place. This woman that's here next to my wife, um, this was in Ireland, Pastor Portnova's church, but uh, her husband was an atheist. If you can keep it right there for just a second. Her husband was an atheist, and Pastor Portnova begged this man to be there. Um, and I, I tell you, I'm just so privileged to know that, I mean, I remember when Tyler gave his life to the Lord, this man here was, a, was an atheist and didn't want nothing to do with God, and uh, God changed this man's life. He changed him and set him free, amen? Amen. Praise God. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful to know that God can use somebody like me. You may think that God can't do something with you or that you can't be used by God because maybe you've been through too much, but you know what? We've all been through a lot of things in our lives, amen? We've all really gone through some tough trials, but you know, don't you just believe, and I believe the Word of God says in many places that God will let us go through things in our lives to make us better. It's to to strengthen us, to help us to be who God wants us to be. Hallelujah, amen? He's shaping and molding us, but this man, uh, this, this woman's husband gave his life to Jesus Christ Sunday morning in Pastor Portnova's church. And this woman, you would not believe how joyful and how happy. I guess you would know because we've seen Keisha for years praying for this man. But what a miracle that God has done. You can keep that rolling. Hallelujah. As I minister, there's such a hunger and a thirst in these people's lives. Amen. These are the, these are the gypsies. Matter of fact, those, uh, that girl and her husband, they're Irish travelers. When, when they travel all over the, the country of Ireland, just find or the city that they live in, wherever it is, and they're just looking for a place to live. This little guy right here, I, I met him years ago when I went to Ireland, probably six, seven years ago, and uh, he wanted to take another picture with that angry face he had the last time he took a picture with me. Amen? There's my bride. We were having a good time. I don't even know where we were, but I guarantee we were preaching somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen? 
And there's her little face that she had to put out there for us all. Amen? And I'm in trouble for putting that one on there. But I did do that. Hallelujah. Amen? This right here is a village we were in. You know, I got to thinking, and I'm going to minister for just a few moments, in a few moments. And I, wanna, I, wanna, I'm, I began to think about how desperate uh, we are and we need a, we, we, desperate and we need a touch from God. Amen? And I began to think of these people, these gypsies are so hungry. I was preaching in this village here, and I began to shout uh, from, this, this is actually one of the same places that Pastor showed a couple weeks ago, maybe a month, I don't know how long ago it was, but I've been gone for so long, my goodness, it feels like a month. But this is the same area, we, we got the opportunity to go in there and preach, and you know, I began to share with these people, I said, come on out, if you can hear my voice, I want you to come outside and hear the word of God. God has put a word on my heart, and come out of your homes, and open up your windows, and they began to open their windows up, and poke their heads out, get out on their balconies, and they were just so hungry for God to do something in their life, amen? Many people got saved, and they, they know how to worship God. They're, they're, they're lost people. Matter of fact, these gypsies here are they're a rejected people. We read many stories in the Bible how they would get leprosy, and a plague would come upon the people, a sickness, and, and they were shunned and pushed away. This is exactly how these people are treated every, all, all over the world. My wife and I would be walking down the street. We're going to get something to eat, and they would see a gypsy family coming, and, and, and the Slovakians would stand way back like this and just wait for them to pass by. We got to thinking, you know, her and I were out shaking their hands and loving on them. Matter of fact, we saw people from the church out in the streets, and, and they're not shy. They just come up to you and start loving on you and just encouraging you. And uh, it was so awesome for us to experience that and, and just to know that we could go in there and minister to these people. They, they are hungry for God. Amen. That's Pastor Oscar, uh, Oscar Knight. His wife, Helen, is the one that interpreted for me, but we had the opportunity to get with them and spend some good quality time with them. You know, they crave fellowship, amen? These pastors that are overseas, when you go overseas to visit any of our pastors, be sure you contact them before you go and ask them, is there anything that you need for us to bring to you? Because, you know, sometimes they can't get peanut butter. They can't get certain things that, that, that we have the pleasure of going every day and getting. But, you know, they don't have all these things that we have overseas. Amen? And so it, it just, it's such a blessing. And this is the gymnasium where the conference was. I'm telling you, it was a surprise to me and my wife as well. Uh, to walk into this gymnasium, it was completely packed out. It's where they play basketball there in that city where we were at. It was packed out. I'm telling you, there were some seats on the sides that were available. But that's me right there. I'm sweating so bad. I mean, it was about 150 degrees in this building, and I'm not lying to you. I know you think I exaggerate sometimes, but this is the truth. I was so, it was so hot in that place that we had to douse ourselves with water before we even got up on stage. It was, it was bad. But, but God moved. How many know that God moves anyways? Amen? God's going to do what God's going to do regardless of the circumstance, regardless of what's happening in your life or the preacher's life. Hallelujah. Uh, but he's going to do it. Amen? He knows what we're dealing with. He knows what we're going through. And I told her to just go ahead and keep these running. You know, I'm going to preach a real simple word tonight, and I want you just to hear this for just a second as we're watching these. Matter of fact, you can leave it on, but stop it for just a second. I'm going to read out of Mark chapter 5 verse 25 through 34. If you have that on there, go ahead and pop that in on the scripture so I can read it. It says, now a certain woman had a flow uh, of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and she touched his garment 
For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself uh, that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell before, down before him and told him the whole truth. And verse 34 says, And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You know, I thought of this story here. There's so much depth in this particular story in the Bible that you could preach an entire series on this because there's, there's faith that's involved. There's boldness that's involved. Uh, there's, there's the fear that comes upon this woman. Do you realize at this time, this woman was not even allowed to be in the presence of, of what was going on in that particular place? She was not allowed to be there. She was not allowed to go up and touch, uh, touch him and, 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 and she was so desperate for God to do something in her life that, that she did all that she had to do to get to where she had to be. You know, sometimes uh, we're coming in on a Wednesday night, and you know what? It's pretty obvious that some of us are tired we come in this place. And, and you know, my wife and I looked back at her a few minutes ago, and she was yawning. I went back and said something to her because for us it's like 2 o'clock in the morning right now. We're, we're, we're supposed to be in bed. Hallelujah. Amen. But you get tired, you get overwhelmed, you get problems that come into your life and things happen in schools and cars break down. And I mean, there's so many things in life that we have to battle and we have to come to God. And sometimes you have to take some routes, a, a special route to get to where God is. Hallelujah. You know, it doesn't just mean because we came to church tonight to, and we get to see the people that we love and wrap our arms around each other and just encourage one another. There are still things that are going on in our lives as we speak. Amen? Every one of us has a battle. And I, I began to think about this woman here. And here she's dealing with this. And this woman, she was, she was so desperate for a touch from God. Her mind was focused on this, and she was desperate for God to touch her. She had a five, I believe that there were five particular things that this woman dealt with. Number one, she was exhausted. Amen? Kind of like us on a Wednesday night. We come in here, we're wore out and just beat up, and the devil's just chewed on us a little bit. But guess what? The devil has absolutely no power over us. Hallelujah. He has no power over us. Glory to God. We can stand up. Uh, we can rise up. Uh, we can take authority and say, devil, you're a liar. And guess what? He will leave because we have authority over him. Amen. So she was tired. Uh, she was exhausted. She had been sick for 12 whole years. Now imagine, there, there was a woman in this conference that got healed from this very issue while we were there. It was amazing. You can go ahead and roll some of these pictures again if you'd like and tell me when they're done because I have some video that I want to show you as well. But, you know, this woman here, she had gone everywhere for healing uh, and she had received absolutely nothing. Have you ever been just so sick in your life where you're, you're, just, you're just so bound, I mean, you're so worried about where the answer is coming from? I remember years ago when I was in Costa Rica, and honestly, to be honest with you, I have the same, the same pain, the same problem in my side. I, I answer every prayer. Anytime they're praying for the sick, I answer it. I put my hand on my same spot every time, and I believe that God is still going to heal me. There's no doubt in my mind that God is a healer, that God is going to do what God's going to do. 
There was a time in this conference where I had to stop everything. My, I was in such pain. My, my, my knee was the size of a, of, I'm telling you, I, I don't even, I said grapefruit earlier, but I believe it was a cantaloupe. It was massive. I was hurting. I was, it was throbbing. I was walking in pain and crying. And I told the people in the crowd, I said, I want to tell you something. I said, I'm in such pain right now, and I still believe that God is going to heal you. And they look at you like, are you serious? You're going to pray for me and you're in pain? Yes, I'm in pain. And I believe the same God that's going to heal you can heal me too. Hallelujah. Sometimes we let a little pain get in the way of us getting to the joy of the Lord in our life. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like this woman here, she's suffering. She spent everything, everywhere looking for, to, to receive absolutely nothing in her life. She had seen all the doctors and spent all her money. And I believe that you and I need to learn something very important here. This woman here, she was exhausted with a spiritual, and not just a spiritual, but a physical, emotional problem that she was dealing with in her life. She was hurting so bad, and in order uh, to receive from the Lord, you and I need to know this, that we must have nothing to bargain with. Amen? We must have nothing to bargain. We, we don't come to God and say, God, uh, you do this for me. I'm going to do this for you. I hear a lot of people say, God, if you help me get me out of this situation, I know God will put you through things, and he'll help you get out of situations. And you say, God, uh, if you'll help me, I'll come to you, and I'll serve you, and I'll live for you for the rest of my life. There's a small percentage of people that really make it. Because you have to be at a point of being desperate. You have to come to that state of mind where you're just emotionally gone, done, and you, you can't take any more anymore. You must have nothing to bargain with, and we must come to God empty. And say, God, I've made so many mistakes in my life. I've done so much and, and hurt myself so bad that I just don't understand it, God. And, and, and God says, I want you to come to me empty. Come to me, not desperate. You don't have to be desperate with God and beg God for a miracle. You don't have to say, God, please, God, oh, please, God, oh, please. No, you don't have to do that. He already knows your need. He already knows what's going on in your life. He already knows what he's about to do for you. Hallelujah. God says, I want you to live for me. I want you to serve me. He says, I want you to do what is right in your life. It's like we tell our children, why do we do the right thing? Come on, kiddo, shout it out. Why do we do it? Because it's the right thing to do. And that's what God says to us. Why do I expect you to live right for me? He says, because it is the right thing to do. Open that Bible and read it. Glory to God. He'll begin to live in you. Hallelujah. Number two, she had ears to hear. <laughs> Sometimes you ever told someone about Jesus? They say, so I don't want to hear nothing about it. Oh, I don't want to hear nothing about him. Man, in, 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 let me tell you something. In Ireland, nobody wanted to hear about Jesus. I was walking down the street. I said, how you doing today, sir? I want to tell you Jesus loves you. You know, I'm a tormentor, so I kind of had fun with it a little bit. Because I already knew what the answer was going to be. I was kind of hoping that somebody would just stop me and say, praise the Lord. You know, they talk, well, praise the Lord. I, I, you know, they talk so strange, I can't understand them. Everywhere I went, I mean, I'm telling you what I had to ask for an interpretation, uh, you know, because it's just different. If you want to hear how they talk, I have a video of it. Matter of fact, I might have one here. But I'm telling you something, they have a different language, especially when you begin to talk about Jesus. Do you ever notice? Oh, they got something to do. They're in a hurry when you start talking about Jesus. But this woman here, she had ears to hear. Someone told her about Jesus. 
Somebody told her that he was in the house. Hallelujah. Somebody told her that he was a miracle worker. Glory to God. And that her, the choice was hers. That's like we do an altar call here. We say, hey, you know, who wants to be saved? Who wants to give their life to the Lord? You know, the bottom line is the choice is yours. You can say, I want God right now. You know, that's why it's such an urgency when we're doing an altar call and we say, how many in this place, all over, front to back, side to side, you want to give Jesus an opportunity in your life? And, you know, everybody just holds your hands down like this. There's times when I'm really, really saved and doing really, really good and I want to answer the altar call. Hallelujah. I want to be saved. Glory to God. Because we get stuck in this place of doubt. We get stuck in this place of my life is almost over. Oh, I'm, I can't do what I used to do. And all of a sudden you get depressed and you get angry with life. And, and we're not the young chickens we used to be anymore. But, you know, that, that thought starts to creep in. And all of a sudden depression begins to move. And, and man, before you know it, it's all over. We're not listening to what God's saying to us. She said, here she's, would she doubt the power of Jesus Christ? Or would she believe? Is she going to doubt it or is she going to believe it? Well, you're just going to have to suffer. The doctor said, uh, you know, you spent all your money. You can't afford to pay me again. So, you know, just have to suffer with all your circumstances that you have. You're just going to have to live with it. You know, doctors are saying, you know, to, to uh, Juwan, oh, there's nothing we can do for you. Well, I got news for you. The report of the Lord says that she is healed. The report of the Lord says, you know, that heart is going to work. Hallelujah. The report of the Lord says you're going to raise them babies. The report of the Lord says that you're a great mother. Hallelujah. And it's when we're desperate in our life, we need to understand that God is still in charge. And we need to keep our ears like this to God. Amen. How many know we can get an attitude real quick? I'll tell you a good attitude is when the pastor says, hey, put a suit coat on. Woo, Lord have mercy. It got quiet in here. My, 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 my. I think I'll skip over that one, let you deal with that one on Sunday, okay? But you know what? This woman had ears. She allowed the word of God to penetrate her pain. She allowed the word of God to begin to penetrate her pain and, and work in her body. The soil of her heart was, uh, it was, it was receptive to the seed of hope that there was for her miracle. You know what? I don't ever want to go through life as a Christian and be this sour person that just is this grouchy old geezer all the time where, where I don't ever have the joy of the Lord in my spirit. I don't ever want to make, uh, you know, at times I get on my wife's nerves and, and she can get, she rise up on me a little bit, but I don't want her to feel miserable with me. Amen? I mean, I know you guys like being in pain like that, but I don't. I want to make things right. I want to be happy. I want to go to heaven together. I want to live together and have a good life. Hallelujah. I don't want to suffer. Amen. And sometimes to avoid that, we have to pay attention to what God's saying. And I believe that the lesson here is in order to receive a miracle, we must be willing to listen and obey. I said in order to receive your miracle, you must be willing to listen and obey. We must have receptive hearts and act upon the word when it is spoken into our life. It's very important for us to understand this. Number three, she was determined to touch him. She wasn't satisfied with just seeing Jesus. She wasn't satisfied with just hearing that he was there. Oh, no, no, no. She said, uh -uh, I, gotta, I, gotta, I can't just see him. I'm determined to touch him. 
I'm determined to come to church on a Wednesday night, hallelujah, and touch the hem of his garment, glory to God. I'm determined to come to church on a Wednesday night and get what I've come for, hallelujah. I don't just come here to shake everybody's hand and hug everybody. Although we love that, we're all friends, we all love each other, we're family here, but I come to get a touch from God, hallelujah. I come here because I want to walk in this place uh, and I want to feel his presence. Glory to God. I want to know that I'm, I'm with people that are like-minded, uh, people that have a hunger for God. Glory to God. That's what I want. Amen? She was willing to press through the, cl- the crowd in order to receive her miracle. She had to push through. She had to fight. And I believe that one of the lessons to, to be learned here in this particular story is that we must be willing to fight past all obstacles in order to receive from God. Every obstacle. That means if you're driving to church and your car breaks down and, and you got to tow your car somewhere, you call somebody from the church and say, hey, can I get a ride? Well, church has already started 30 minutes ago. I don't care. I need to be there. I need a miracle tonight. Hallelujah. The devil thinks he can steal my joy. No, siree, Baba Louie. He ain't stealing my joy. He can't have my joy. Glory to God. Amen. We must fight through the crowd when things are negative, when their thoughts are negative, when the condemnation of wickedness or of a wicked heart or even a family or a friend, and in order to touch the Lord, we have to fight through those things in our life. You ever notice when it's time to go to church, your family calls or they show up? Or on a Wednesday night, maybe Tuesday night, my wife says every Tuesday and every Saturday, sickness hits every family. You know why? Because the devil don't want you to be here. devil don't want you to bring your kids to church. You talk to some people, they're sick on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, they're sick on Wednesday, and they're sick on Sunday. But Monday and Tuesday, they feel great. Woo, I feel good. Hallelujah. God's good. Thursday comes. Friday comes. Uh Uh-oh, Saturday, it's creeping on me. Oh, I feel something coming on me. You know, sometimes you just have to fight. You know that the COVID circles or six, the, the six-foot distance are still on the ground all over the world? They're not just here in Denton, Texas. They're all over. I was looking in Dublin, the airports, the restaurants, every place we went, walking down the city sidewalks, there's distance laws. And, and it's crazy. They're not, they're not um, uh, what do you call it when they're pursuing it? What do you call it? They're not enforcing it. But they're still there like they're expecting it to come back. Well, you know, if you expect something to come back, it's going to come back on you. You got to rise up sometimes. You got to fight through these things. You got to take authority over the devil and bind the devil. Hallelujah. Take authority over those spirits and come against it. It's interesting to notice that the majority of people are satisfied with just hanging around Jesus. I want you to take that point right there, and I want you just to chew on it for just a second. I don't think God wants us to just be satisfied with being around what Jesus is doing. I don't think God wants us to come in here and say, "Ah, well, I went to church tonight. I'm all right. I'm good. I'm going to sit down tonight and just, woo, I'm going to enjoy myself in church. Glory to God. Got the Jesse do plant a smile and just satisfied with everything that goes on in life. Amen. That's not God's plan for us. God says, when you come into my presence, he says, I've got something good for you. 
He says, you come into my presence. He says, I automatically put some dancing shoes on you. Glory to God. Let me tell you, I've been around the gypsies for about, I cannot dance because my knee will go out on me. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you what, I'd like to just move a little bit if I could, but I can't. But it's in my spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not saying I can't because I don't think I can. I know I can, but I'm not going to because I want to walk tomorrow. But when you get into God's presence, when you get in the house of the Lord, when you have a good marriage, woo, hello, when you have kids that are serving the Lord, when these things are happening in your life, you know that God is with you. No matter what trial you're up against, no matter what's happening around you, you can come into God's presence and be excited for what God is doing in your life. You know, it hurts me to see God doing something great in somebody's life and nobody's even happy for it. I love what Pastor always says. You know, when somebody's getting blessed, uh, when something good's happening to somebody, we all ought to rejoice with them. Glory to God. I'm telling you, when somebody gives their life to Jesus, I'm still rejoicing. Hallelujah. I'm still rejoicing over this young man giving his life to the Lord. I don't want to just hang around with Jesus. Amen. I get tired of people saying, oh, me and the homie upstairs, we're doing good. No, 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 he's not your homie. Me and homeboy upstairs, we got it all good. You know, he knows me and I know him. God is not your homeboy. God is not your little hometown buddy. You know what I'm saying? God is God and he always will be God. The same God that loves you, the same God that cares for us uh, is the same God that is going to send a wrath upon this nation, uh, upon this world. Uh, and, and, and then we're going to be like, uh-oh, what's happening here, Amen. True Christians are not satisfied until they actually touch him, knowing that they're going to be changed, knowing that when I touch the hem of his garment, oh, there's going to be a miracle, glory to God. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, he's going to take that frown off of your face, and he's going to put a smile on there that nobody can change, glory to God. Number four, she was honest. This was an honest woman. She was willing to pour herself out, to, uh, um, out at the master's feet. There are no secrets with God. Amen. None. He knows it all. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows, he knows what every sin is you have in your life right now. You might be able to fool your brother, your sister, your mom, your husband, your dad, but you're not going to fool God. God knows exactly what's happening. And these people, let me go ahead and put a couple videos up. These people here, they are worshiping God. These people, these kids right here, listen to this, if you can hear this. He's saying that he, he appreciated us being there and that he was one, five years old when he met me the last time. Now this little girl, you know who this little girl is? How many of you met Bambi when you went to conference? The girl from uh, Ireland. This is, this is Bambi's little girl right here. But she wanted to testify. She wanted to say hi to this church. She wanted to say hi to everybody here. They both did. They were so in love with the things of God. They were excited that you all sent us. I told every church we went to that you guys sent us there. Hallelujah. Amen. They were so blessed to know. Go ahead. I don't know if you can skip it. This is another. You got any noise to this? Oh. You're not falling asleep in that. You're not, look at it, you're already moving, man. It's like, whoop, glory to God. You, 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 you just do this and you're moving. Well, yeah, they, these people are getting down for Jesus. 
They're worshiping the Lord. Well, sometimes I'm amazed what God does in a conference in, in, in using me. I, I, I don't feel worthy at times. Sometimes I get up to preach. Pastor knows this. We get up, and you feel so unworthy. But guess what? God moves. God touches people. There's a hunger. I'm just preaching there. It's, I'm just stirring these people up, and I'm getting rowdy out there for a little bit, soaking wet. Amen. I was drenched. But it's okay. Um, there's some more here. This is a different church. I was trying to get pictures of this guy. He wouldn't let me, so I did it backwards with my camera. And he didn't have a choice. Turn that up. Man, I'll tell you what. That make the Holy Ghost want to dance. These people have the joy of the Lord in their life. They're not satisfied with just coming to see God. They want to feel Him. This is Ross Common in Ireland. Those three girls right there got touched. I want you guys to experience this. That's why we're showing these videos. It's powerful. This is a turn, turn that up. You see that right there? The interpretation went bad. We we couldn't do it. Right here, you have a gypsy. You have a, a, a guy from, from, from Ireland. That's, he's from Belfast, Ireland. They speak a whole different language. You can't understand nothing he's saying. And then you got me in the midst of, midst of all this. And between the three of us, we can't even talk. I can't speak English. I can't speak. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, we were there, and I'm trying to teach him words while he's praying. And we're all trying to help each other. I remember in Costa Rica one time I was, I was praying a sinner's prayer with the guy that came knocking at my door. He was an alcoholic and a drunk. He's at my door. He's banging on the door. He needs prayer. He says, Pastor, pray for me. I want to get saved. And I said, okay. My wife's laughing at me. My kids all were laughing at me on the inside of the house because I'm out there praying a sinner's prayer with this guy, and he's correcting my prayer while I'm praying for him. I mean, I, I'll, I, I'm going to be real and honest with you guys. I was fired up. I was mad. I'm like, dude, just shut your mouth and pray, man. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Just say it. But he was fixing everything, every pronunciation of the Spanish word, the, the how to conjugate it correctly. And I'm like, man, and they're inside just dying, laughing at me because, you know, all I can do is what I can do. You know, when you're on that when you're out there preaching the gospel and you're in a foreign country, you just have to go with what God is doing. 
You can't always understand the presence of God. You can't always understand what's happening. You just have to go with the flow, just like this woman. You know, Jesus was in this place, and she made her way in there and touched him. She received from him. Go ahead and turn this on. Amen. Is that it or is there? That's it. Praise God. I gave her a lot and I, I, it was last minute stuff. So thank you, Claudia, so much for. Oh, here's Ian. You got to hear this guy. Turn this up. So, so let me tell you something about this guy before. I know destiny's coming, and we're going to have an altar call in just a second. This man, look at him dancing in that church right there. This, this, guy, this guy was at conference. You guys saw him at conference in the black shirt there. He was in there dancing away at conference in Colorado Springs. But look at him. They can't hold themselves back. And sometimes we walk in church, we can't even, we can't even move. Pastor gets up, opens up the service, and, man, we're just looking at him like a mule at a new gate. Look it. We got to get excited for God. Amen. You know, Ian, when he was given that report, Ian was given that report, and Ian said he was saying hi to us all, but there, his mother was in the background. You heard the yelling in the back. His mother's 90 years old. This woman, I prayed for her seven years ago. God healed her of a massive, she had a major problem in her back, and I was in Belfast praying for her, and God healed her back. I mean, this woman's got, she's had Alzheimer's for 15, 20 years, and she is still uh, doing wonderful. I said, I want you to say something to the camera. That's why it was a, cha a, cha a chaotic thing there, because she didn't want to say nothing in the camera. But I'll tell you what she finally did. She finally yelled out, uh, I love Jesus, and that's all I got to say. She was upset. But guess what? God is still on the throne. God is still moving. God is still doing what God wants to do. You know what? Sometimes we get in God's way. We get in God's way. God wants to do these things to us. God says, be honest with me. And then he says, number five, that she did it publicly. She was willing to make her pain public. Sometimes we're afraid to tell God what our problem is. We're afraid to tell people in the house of the Lord what our problem is. It's amazing how fast we go to the phone, but we can't go to the throne with our problems. We can't come to somebody and say, hey, listen, I'm battling these things in my life, and I need a miracle. I need God to help me. I need God to touch me. I need God to deliver me, amen? This woman was not afraid oh, to make her pain public, and, and this was an embarrassment to her. This was something you just go, don't go around talking about, amen? She was not ashamed of going after Jesus. And it reminded me so much, being in this conference, being with these people, they had such a hunger and a desire to do something amazing and powerful for God. It stirred me up. You know, it's not always that we go and bless those people, but we go and we get stirred. You know, when Pastor and Carla, when they, when they went to, to uh, Mexico, I know for a fact they got stirred up. We get stirred up when we go into these places and preach and, 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 and we, you know, they, we, everybody thinks, oh, we're just going to them. But no, no, we're going to get something from God too. We need a miracle from God, amen? I think the lesson here that she did it publicly was that we must be willing to pursue the Lord at all cost. 
You know, it's easy to pursue the Lord at everything when we're desperate for a move in our life. But how about when things are good? How about when we have everything that we need? And how about when everything is well in our lives and our health is good and our marriage is good and our children are doing well and everything's happy and, and, and really good in our lives? That's when we need to also be knowing that, hey, we need to make it public that God is doing something powerful in our life. Amen. We need to share that with one another. Amen. Listen, Christianity is public. It's not something that we hide. It's something that we tell people about Jesus. Uh, Jesus hung on the cross. Uh, he did it naked for you and I. He shed his blood on Calvary's cross so that you and I, that we could have uh, salvation and so we could be healed uh, of our sicknesses and all these things that are tormenting our mind. Uh, but we must, we must be willing to publicly confess it. If I could have every head bowed and every eye closed in this place tonight, you can go ahead and turn that video off. I'm sorry I tried, Claudia, but I think they got the gist of it. And I got tons more if you want to see more. Every head bowed and every eye closed. This is a very ser serious moment with God. And I know kids are here tonight and you got school tomorrow, but I'm going to tell you something. Th this right here, it's like Pastor said in the offering, this is an investment into our eternity. We are in the presence of the Lord right now, and God is in this place. And, and, you know, I can't be more grateful. I can't be more thankful for the opportunity that we had to be there. But the souls, the lives that were changed. The very first night of this conference, 90% of the entire church was at that altar. They came down there to give their lives to Jesus Christ. Even leaders, pastors were down at that altar weeping and crying and giving their lives to Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, they sang and danced for an hour after the service was completely over because they were just rejoicing in what God had done in their lives. You know, I want you to have that same opportunity tonight. The same opportunity of going through life's battles, going through life's trials. You know, the devil will take your joy anytime he can. He'll, 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 he'll lie to you make you feel unworthy, inadequate. And all God's waiting for is for you and I to rise up and say, devil, you have no authority in my life. And tonight I really feel in my spirit that even on a Wednesday night that there are people in this place you're struggling with your walk with God. Maybe you're here tonight, you say, Pastor, I've, I'm not saved, I'm not right with God, and, and, and I want to be right with God. If that's you in this place, I want you to just lift your hand up. Put it up, put it right back down. I want to pray for you all over this place. Don't be afraid. Put your hand up. Say, Lord, I need a miracle. Amen. I see these hands. Thank God. You say, I'm here tonight, and, and something has touched me, the presence of God, the Spirit of the Lord is in this place, and, and I, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to surrender. How many more? Just lift it up and put it right back down. I want to pray for you. Put it up. You're putting it up before the Lord. God sees your hands. How many? How many more? Put them up. And I want to make a change for just a moment. You're here and you say, I'm, I'm living for God. I'm right with God. I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. But, but there are some things in my life that are not pleasing to God. I'm going to tell you something. If you're, if you're fighting in your marriage, something is not pleasing God. Matter of fact, God's not pleased when we fight. We need to encourage one another. There's things in our lives that we, we can hide anything. We, we're good at hiding things. If you don't believe me, walk up to somebody when they're on their phone. They turn it off and, and flip it over right away. Everybody does it. It doesn't mean you're looking at something horrible. It just means that you're hiding something or you didn't want someone to see something. 
But, you know, I believe in this place tonight that we need to get to a place in our lives where we find the joy of the Lord. We look for it. We say, God, we're not just satisfied with just being here with you, Lord, or, or, or just to see what's going on, what you're doing here, Lord. But, Lord, we want to be a part of that. We want to get excited for the things of God. It's a public thing. We should be willing to publicly confess him as our Savior and our friend. He is our friend. He said he'll walk with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And tonight, if that's you, I want us all just to stand up to our feet if we would. Young lady, you raised your hand. I want to pray for you. Can I pray for you? Can you come down here? Let me pray for you. Praise God. I'd like a couple ladies to come down here. If I can get a couple ladies in the church. Ruth, come on down too. Praise God. They're going to pray for you. How are you? God bless you. Praise God. We're going to pray a prayer. You can face me. You don't have to turn around that way. You can look at me. And I just want to tell you, this is the best decision you'll ever make in your entire life. God loves you so much. Don't touch her at all. Just let me pray. Let me speak to her. God's going to, God's going to do work in your life. He's going to change your life. All because you submitted and humbled yourself before God. Don't, you don't have to thank anybody here. Where, this, is, this is you and God right now. And God touched your heart tonight. And I want you to know that he's pleased. He's pleased with your decision. And this church is a good church. 48 years ago, a man told my wife, he was preaching the gospel, he told my mother, he says, don't go back to what you came from. Keep on serving God. Get the sin out of the life and serve God with all your heart. Amen. I want to pray a prayer with you. I want you all to repeat this prayer after me, if you would, along with her, please. Say, Heavenly Father, I invite you into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, of all my sins. Come into my life. Change me. Make me a brand new person. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for cleansing me. My sins are washed away. And I believe that tonight. Lord, I will serve you to the best of my ability. And I ask you to help me, to lead me and direct me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.